Welcome, it's 10.07. Glad to have you with us this morning. And it's Froster Buns Friday, and Matt sent me a message. He said, what frosts my buns is that I have been able to watch a Chiefs game without the broadcasting crew mentioning Tyreek Hill. Well, that's what we're all about. It's Froster Buns Friday. It's where you can vent uh, and uh, get things off your, off your chest. Uh, then uh, Don sent me a message. By the way, maybe, Brian, we should at least try to get Representative Smith on the program. See if, uh, you know, um, Brian Houseworth has a, a phone number or just just to see if he'll come on. Uh, the reason I bring this up, in case you're wondering, is because uh, David Smith, a Democrat from Columbia, has pre-filed legislation that, if passed, would prohibit teenagers from purchasing semi-automatic or automatic weapons. Uh, it would be a misdemeanor, according to our news partners uh, at ABC 17, uh, for anyone younger than 20 years old to buy or lease a semi-automatic or automatic guns. It would also become a misdemeanor to sell or lease semi-automatic or automatic guns to someone younger than 20 years old. I, I wonder if he would come on and explain this, because I'm confused. I, I don't understand... See, if, if I go into, if for those of you in uh, other parts of the state, here in Columbia, we've got a place uh, over on Range Line Road. It's called Target Masters. And you can go in there and rent a firearm. Maybe you're thinking of buying one. Uh, you want to see how it feels. Uh, if if it's, it's a good fit, you can rent the firearm, go in the back, uh, because they've got a, an indoor firing range. You can test it out and... You know, either just for fun, for practice, or before you purchase. So this would be against the law if this bill passes. It would be a, a misdemeanor for anyone under 20 years old to buy or lease a semi-automatic or automatic gun. I would love to hear his logic on this. I'd love to hear the thinking on this. Maybe we can. We'll, we'll try. We'll see if we can get David Smith on. It's Froster Buns Friday, and uh, we got a message here from Don. Gary, he says, the problem with politicians is broken promises. They have no consequences. They can be voted back into office again and again and again when there are no consequences for the crimes criminals commit. There is no disincentive for them to change their behavior. Politicians get elected at a 90-plus percent rate because they've learned to use the Treasury as a campaign slush fund. And the battered voters will return them to office time and time again. How about making a list of items that are necessary to the survival of the Republic? And if the politicians don't accomplish these tasks, they're prohibited from ever holding office elective or appointed again for the rest of their natural unnatural lives, whatever the case may be. Political exorcism. It would focus their minds as never before. I'm all for it. I would love to. Wouldn't it be great, Brian, if you could get people to sign a contract and say, if I don't work real hard at or accomplish this, I won't be able, I will never run or, or be appointed to office again? Mm-hmm. You could draw that contract up and perhaps get them to sign it 
But how would you enforce it? I don't know that you could. I don't know that you could either. You know, all of this, just about all of this, goes back to that stupid wheat farmer decision in Ohio. The Wickard v. Filburn thing. That, that gave the government just unlimited power. You add to that the income tax and uh, the uh, election of senators, and you've literally destroyed the republic. I don't know. I got some things on my mind. I would, I would get rid of the income tax, end the drug war, uh, get the government out of health care, get the government out of education. Uh, I would prohibit taxing property people already own. You know, one of the arguments I always hear about the real estate tax and the personal property taxes, they're so dependable. That's why the government likes them. They're not subject to the vicissitudes of the economy. If you're you know, not working, you don't pay uh, taxes. But if you own a property, you're going to pay those taxes. And that's what they like about it. And it occurs to me that's the very thing I don't like about it. When, when money gets tight in my house... We change our spending. When the economy goes south, we have rampant inflation. We do things to try and uh, to make it uh, to make it through the month. But that doesn't affect government. They don't get affected the way we do because they have this incredibly dependable source of revenue, and that's that you're willing to give up food to make sure they don't steal your house or your car. Uh, it's the very thing that politicians like about those kinds of taxes, and it's the very thing I don't like about them. They should have to say, gee, the economy is going south. People aren't giving, don't have the money to, uh, to give us the tax dollars we need. We're going to have to cut our work. We're going to have to get, you know, cut back on what we do. I, I think that would really change the way the government operates. Uh, it's Roster Buns Friday. Let's go to the phones and find out what's on people's minds. Stuart, welcome. How are you? Doing well, Gary. Um, you can't even get Blaine Luchtemeyer to agree to a read-the-bill bill. Yeah. How are you going to get that guy to agree to get fired if he doesn't uphold his promises? Yeah. that's it, you know It's a great idea if you can only find a way to make it work. Right, yeah, it, yeah, and it'd be a great idea or a great thing if I won the Powerball too. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> I think uh, in twenty four, I'm going to vote for Biden. Um, you know, when you get a cut on your leg and you put a bandage on it and you yank it off, let's just crash this thing and be done. And instead of dragging it out for another ten years, yeah, I've mulled that over a time or two myself. Like, you know what? What? Why bother? Just. It's, Let it go. Go inevitable. over the cliff and get it over yeah. with. We're done. Uh, Nobody wants to do anything. No one's willing to sacrifice. No one's willing to to be fiscally responsible. We're done. Well, it's just it's just done. But you know what? We keep blaming the politicians, but it's not their fault. It's our fault. They they dangle all these goodies out there, and these people vote for them because they're going to get free stuff. They're going to get tax dollars given back to them. An unprincipled electorate give you unprincipled politicians. 
evidence in D.C. right there. You got it. Stuart, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Really, it is. It's our fault. If we don't wake up and start voting for people who will really change things, we're stuck in this. We're just, we're going to go over the cliff. Really, listening to me right now, anybody listening to me right now, do you believe that we are ever going to reverse the 80, uh, the 30 plus trillion dollar debt? Does anybody listening to me right now really think we're going to survive this the way we're going? And, and, and if you do, if you think so, by all means, call and explain to me how. D do you think that somehow the, uh, the, uh, the national debt isn't going to crush the republic? The, the very things that we need to start changing are the very things that Democrats and Republicans don't have the guts to tell you. They are without principle. Let me get a phone call or two in here because that's really what we're about. Mary, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are things down in Springfield? Well, windy, cold, overcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I agree with what you said about the taxes. I have been and would, if Trump is uh, nominated, vote for him. And I think he kept all these promises as best as possible in spite of what the Democrats did to him. But I'm upset with him. And I want to know if you can tell me if you have any clue about it. Um, I heard that he badmouthed people who had been supporters of his, like Candace Owens and um, Christy Nome and DeSantis. And the I governor just, of Virginia as well. <clears throat> oh, really? Well, I just don't understand that. He was a good president. He changed a lot of things. I don't get it. All right. Mary? Tell me why. Tell you why what? Why he did that. Oh, because it's not about making America great again. Now it's about uh, his ego, and he doesn't want anybody to get in the way of his reputation. And he's trying to fix it by running again. It's all about him. It's not about you. Hmm. All right. Mary, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. That's, that's what it's all about. I'm telling you right now, it isn't about finishing something he started. It's about restoring his reputation. He wants to go out as a winner. And it's... Uh, I, I, all I'm going to do is, is get hate mail from uh, Trump fans. Uh, even though I've pointed out there are some good things he did. Uh, let me go on to the phones here. Gary, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Oh, good, Gary. Gary, you have principle. Uh, an argument I have with Trump supporters... And I think it's a good argument you could make. Donald Trump, and uh, when he was running re-election in 20, asked Mr. Jackson, he has to be corrected too. Ms. Trump always said that we would have more jobs and the economy would roar like you'd never saw. And that was going to be true no matter who was president in 21. Ask Mr. Jackson that because there's two things. You cannot have, we, you cannot give Trump 
credit for the jobs and not blame them for inflation because the two are a pair. Biden, if you give Trump credit for jobs, you can't. You got to blame him for inflation too. It's that simple. Well, he is. He he increased the spending dramatically, uh, and and he really screwed the pooch when it came to uh, the the uh, the China flu. Uh, he was wrong on tariffs. He was great with taxes. Uh, he was great when he deregulated. Uh, he was great when he didn't uh, chomp at the bit to take us to a new war. It's really an up and down sort of thing there. But right now, he's not the guy. All right. One, one, one other thing. If he runs, it's not, they will be a third party. It's not if he doesn't run, he will run third party. If he runs, that guy that you interviewed, I guarantee you, I'm not going to vote for Biden or Trump. I'll vote for that guy. Yeah, Chase would, Chase would be a great president. He is principled. All right, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Got time to squeeze one more, Brian? Yes, sir. All right, let me get Mike in here before you whisk us away. Mike, welcome. How are you? Hey, Gary, doing good. Hey, I got some good news for you. I'd like uh, to hear it. I don't know if you've heard about this lawsuit the Supreme Court's going to hear from the Brunson brothers. They weren't attorneys. They, they filed it pro se. And it's it's about the 2020 election, not about the fraud, but how Congress did not allow uh, to look into it because there was a lot of governors and whatnot saying, hey, look into this, you know, these election shenanigans. And so when Congress did not do that, they, they were required. They had a 10 day window to do that when they did not do that. Basically, they committed treason. So this lawsuit has 388 defendants, including Biden, Harris, uh, Pence, and all these others that voted for it. And the, the, and the great thing about this is the Supreme, you know, their lawsuit got bogged down. Uh, Tenth Circuit Court wasn't going to let it go through and yada, yada. And then the uh, Supreme Court found out about it, and they asked how could they help. Never been done before. And so they fast-tracked it into the Supreme Court, and come January 6th, I think that's when they're going to buy it, like vote on it or look at it, uh, one of the two. But this is a lawsuit that they wanted to come forward, possibly to have, uh, you know, some ammo to fight back at the White House. You know, they might try to pack the court. But by having this lawsuit, now they've got something to fight back with. So it would be very interesting. It's called Brunson versus Adams. Uh, well, we're going to have to follow it. And uh, I thank you for uh, bringing it up. All right, Mike, thank you. Uh, we got all kinds of messages flowing in. It's Froster Buns Friday. You can talk about anything that's on your mind. You can vent about things you're angry over on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us, 1026. And uh, got a, a message here from Scott. Is it true that personal property is going to be higher this year because used vehicles are in higher demand, and so their value has been raised. Yes, <laughs> uh, we you know in we unison. get those bills and open them up, and it's pretty much there. Um, <laughs> everything. Uh, that's the uh, that's the insanity of that. That you you own it already. It's yours. Suppose they did that with your socks or your <laughs> shoes. 
What are you afraid of? Any ideas? <laughs> You're afraid that somebody will hear us? And yes. Do that? I mean, I jokingly said, you know, a year or two ago, I was like, what would people do if uh, someone said, hey, why don't we do an appliance tax to raise money for the schools because we need more money? I mean, facetiously, of course, but people would be outraged. Like, what? You want me to write down the co- my refrigerator and my TVs? Yeah, go ahead. Write all those down because we're going to tax you for them. Yeah. People it, would be outraged. But Virginia for some reason, did, this is okay. I think Virginia at one time did have something similar to that uh, with regard to furniture that you, you would pay a tax on. It's insanity. You already own it. You pay a tax on something you've earned or something you've purchased, not something you already own. It's stupid. Just stupid. And I love these people. Who, well, how would we fund the schools? Well, how do they fund the schools in every other flipping state, you moron? They, they've got other uh, sources of revenue. Well, you tax somebody's car. If they can't pay it, they can't go to work. That makes sense to somebody? I, I don't. Uh, it just makes me nuts. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Elbert says, the Democrats and Republicans don't care about anything except winning. Many Americans are not educated enough to understand the issues. They only care about supporting the winner. This is why the Libertarians will fail. You're supporting the losers. Well, you know, if, if they're threatening to execute me and I have a choice... Uh, I'm going to say, you know, (laughs) old age. Uh, Brian, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, Hey, I was waiting for Biden to uh, thank the French for being with us after the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor, but that didn't happen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But my beef is uh, I've lived in Missouri for 17 years, and I just got my fourth selection for jury notice, uh, for jury duty, and I just... Four times in 17 years, that just sounds crazy. Um, maybe there's a lot of criminals, I don't know. A lot of trials, who knows, right? Yeah, uh, well, maybe you wear a sign around your neck that says, uh, I believe... <laughs> Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe maybe you wear a sign that says, uh, I believe in jury nullification. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that'll help. It, it might, I don't know. All right, well, Brian. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, let, let us know. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I wonder, Brian, do you think if I were called in for jury duty that anybody would want me on the jury? Uh, I would. <laughs> yeah, but do you think a prosecutor would want oh, me on the no, jury? Oh, no, no, no. I you guess it they- would depend on the case. I don't know. I, I I would be willing to bet that I might get on with some defense attorneys, but there's not a prosecutor in the country that would want me. They would they would run screaming and hollering. Uh, they 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 couldn't take it. <laughs> uh, all right, eight seven because I do believe in jury nullification. I believe if a law is unconstitutional, uh, my oath to uphold the law would make me vote innocent. You're listening to the Gary Nolan Show on a Frost Your Buns Friday on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 1035. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. 
there was a uh, we were talking about the personal property tax and how silly it is and the real estate tax. Eric sent me a message. He said, "Remember in the 1800s they taxed how many closets were in a house." My son's house, built in 1851, has zero closets. And that reminded me of a story, and I can't remember which state it was. It was a southern state uh, where they decided to tax doors, the number of doors you had on the outside of your house. And what they started doing was building houses with these huge windows. You'd open the window, you could walk outside. (laughs) And don't think that that isn't what happens with taxes today. You raise taxes to a certain point, and and this is the you know the the Laffer curve in action. People start finding ways around it, and then you end up making even less money. Uh, we've seen that happen. Let's go to the phones on a Froster Buns Friday eight seven four ninety three ninety eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Sharon is first in line. Sharon, welcome. How are you? Fine, Gary. I'm taking up for men. My bones are frosted because I think there's an agenda with the media and sitcoms to always make men in some way look silly, stupid, or foolish. Uh, an example of that is just a while ago when you were taking a break, there was a advertisement on radio for the American Heart Association about, you know, keeping your heart in check. Yes. And at the end, this little girl says, yes, because I want my daddy around because if not, Mommy and I won't have anybody to make fun of when he puts the Christmas tree lights up crooked. That, why do they always have to have a subtle message like that that's cutting men down? Men are important in this world. And I'm not against women having high positions, but why do they have to cut the men down all the time? I'm tired of it. They've been doing it for decades and decades and decades, but it's Sharon. it's getting worse. It's getting right. worse, I think. Do you remember Jackie Gleason's first TV show, The Honeymooners? Yes. Who was the idiot every week? <laughs> Him. Yeah. All right. Sharon, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's see. Less, less is more. Welcome. How are you? Hey, Gary. I had a laugh when that gentleman complained about jury duty notices. I've lived in this county all my life. I get a notice every two years. I check all the boxes. I vote. I own property. I do this and that. Check all the boxes. Yes, I have been on juries. And, yes, talking about mentioning jury nullification during during Vondaire, Vondaire, the prosecutor will ask, is there anybody here that will not follow the judge's instructions on how he judges the law? If you want to get out of the jury, do you just raise your hand? And he'll say, well, what is your problem? And I said, well, there are some laws that I don't agree with. And I will not follow the judge's direction if I don't agree with what he says. The prosecutor then turned to the rest of the jury juries, and he goes, this person right here, this is a prosecutor and a defense and a judge's worst nightmare. He believes that he can take the law into his own hands, but the issue is he's absolutely correct. He can judge the person, he can judge the law, and he could have this whole thing thrown out. That's how you get off of a jury. But then again, there's some jury, juries I wanted to be on, and I just sat there and smiled and looked this way and that way, and by golly, I was picked most of the time. And were you able to sway the jurors? 
I did uh, on this one case. Um, he was charged with with seven different things. The prosecution was terrible, and the defense was terrible. The defense lawyers were just kick, kissing the judge's butt up and down, up and down. He was not defending the guy. So when we went into deliberation, this one guy wanted to be the jury foreman. So well, what the hell? And it's like they wanted to convict this guy on everything. And I just come up and said, did they prove it? Did he prove it on this and this and this? And finally, this so-called jury foreman goes, by golly, we got to convict him of something or they wouldn't have charged him of this. And I go, well, if they would prove he did this, prove it, hands down. And finally, that we there was one, only one. And they looked at me and looked at me. Well, the rest of the juries go, yeah, well, we'll throw it out, except the one. They looked at me, and I said, I'll go with this. When we got back to the jury uh, uh, courtroom, the judge goes, thank you for your service. You did such a wonderful job. But now this guy's going back to prison for the next 25 years anyway because he violated parole. It's like, what the hell are we doing here? Why are we even here? No wonder the, the prosecutor and the, and the defense lawyer did nothing for this guy. I was not happy, but I took the money and went home. All that money, huh? <laughs> all that, yeah. Yeah. That's wasting. yeah. You could spend that all on a bubblegum machine. All right, Les, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Frost Your Buns Friday, 874-9390. Toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, this... Um, this push for, for green energy is a bad idea, and I've been saying this for the longest time. Uh, and and it's, going to, it's going to cost us in the long run because you can't, uh, you, you can't uh, interfere in the marketplace like this without some negative effects. And right now the price of gasoline is going down, and I'm sure the administration is celebrating it. Uh, and it's likely to fall even more. But it is going to go back up again, and it is because of the uh, president's policies. I will talk about that. I also want to talk about today's uh, labor numbers because the administration is, again, uh, talking as though they've accomplished something. But they haven't. You see, the deep, dark secret about these labor numbers is they're not talking about the workplace participation rate. If if you're not counted because you are either not working or looking for work, then those numbers don't mean anything. And what's happening now is that the workplace participation rate continues to grow. It was 61.4% when Biden took office uh, as the pandemic went on. It went up to 62, it went to, you know, today's number 62.1%, uh, more than a point below the Trump era high of 63.4, recorded in February 2020. What's happening here is we're getting people out of the workplace. They're just not looking. So they're not counted as unemployed. They're taking their social security and going home. They're, they're just not counted anymore. And those numbers are going to continue to increase as baby boomers age. It's, it's going to get worse and worse. And you're going to have more people trying to collect Social Security 
and fewer people who are working. So we've, we're headed for a fiscal cliff. And part of the problem is going to be these unemployment numbers. Government is really not uh, helping here. There, if if you can grasp just how much of a problem this is, uh, the, there's a piece at CNS News. Despite the rising cost of living, the number of employed Americans dropped. The number of employed Americans dropped for a third straight month falling by 138,000 to 158,470. The number of Americans counted as not in the labor force, meaning they have no job and they're not looking for one, increased by 359,000. The highest this number has been in a year. And the labor force participation rate declined for the fourth straight month. Not good. And they're not telling you that. Froster Buns Friday. Tony in Fordland, welcome. How are you? Uh, it's not what I, I'm good. Uh, it's not what I called about, but my wife and two of her friends both uh, left their jobs back in October, and they're selling stuff on the Internet, uh, products and stuff, for themselves. And they have no, my wife has no intention of going back to a time clock ever again. But as long as she can pull her weight, <laughs> I'm good with it. As long as you can pull your weight, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that are doing that. They're just going off the grid and, and doing their own thing, whether they're an LLC or, or anything else. They're just off the grid doing it. Uh, what I called about was what you were talking about about an hour ago, uh, about the marriage thing that Blunt signed. Yeah. Signed on to? Okay, so the part about protection of religious parts of the, of the marriage party, okay, that's cool. Uh, I have yet to find out what's wrong. I got two neighbors that are lesbians. They got married about 10 years ago. And I asked them, I was like, so did you feel necessary to get married? And they said, well, yeah, for insurance purposes, tax purposes, and real estate purposes, it's way better to fight it out uh, with other family members if you already have a designated person and it goes to your spouse rather than everybody like her ex-husband with kids would come out of the woodwork and say they're due this, that, and the other from that person. So... Considering the marriage is really just a contract, I mean, you can go to a church and get it done, but it's just a contract that's certified by the state. I don't see the sanctimony of marriage so much. I mean, divorce is legal. How can marriage be so sanctimonious and only for heterosexual couples when, and I have a wife, a heterosexual wife, we're very heterosexual, but I just don't see the point that it, that, uh, that it diminishes my marriage, your marriage, or Brian's marriage in any way, shape, or form if there's two lesbians married down the street from me. It doesn't and bother me at all. I, I have absolutely no problem. Uh, here's the, the problem with this federal law is in spite of what they're saying, it doesn't really protect religious freedom. Uh, and if you're, uh, if you don't want to serve them because you, for some reason, uh, don't want to, perhaps it violates your religious beliefs, Make a wedding cake for them or whatever. You shouldn't be. Oh, I get it. You shouldn't be in yeah, trouble I, for that. Look, the I fact don't is that now, but <laughs> the fact is, Tony, that the actual ceremony of marriage is a religious ceremony historically, right? And you don't need a license from the government to marry. That is the, the only thing I regret about my bride is that I went and got a license to marry her. Didn't well, need the license to. protects protects the. 
my assets going to my wife instead of the state. I, I mean, can do that without the we, state. I we can lived do together for years before we got married, and she was like, we need to get married so we can certify this with our insurance and this, that, and the other. I was like, yeah, okay, let's get it done. So we just went to the courthouse, and then we had a Lutheran, because I'm Catholic, she's Baptist, met her halfway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no but none of that... None of that needed to be done. If it weren't for big government, none of that would have had to be done. First off, when it came to insurance, you'd be buying it yourself, and you would apply it to you and whoever you're, you're with. Secondly, you could have a contract drawn up if you're worried about assets. You don't need a license. The government shouldn't have anything to do with this. The only good thing I can say about having gay neighbors down the street is whether they're lesbians or gay guys. You ever notice how the yards are always pruned up nice and tight? Never a couch on the front porch. Never a car on blocks. You guys have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. <laughs> All right, Tony. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, no Clorox bottles in the front yard. Are, where are we at, Brian? Are we are we late? Not yet. No, we're okay, okay but uh, right. we do need a break. We do need a break, so let's take it now, and then we'll come back. I got a message from Gary about Trump. Let's see what that is next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 10.53. You can get to uh, GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. It'll pop right up. Or you can call me, uh, 800-529-5572. Gary sent me a message. Uh, it showed up uh, at my uh, work email, and it says, uh, True Numbers, Obama, $10.1 trillion debt, counting fiscal and federal in eight years. Donald Trump, $14.1 trillion in debt in four. Hell, if Trump stayed eight years, it would be $28.2 trillion in eight years. The economy has an 18-month trailing effect. Always has. Inflation in 21 and 22 caused by Trump and Jay Powell. Jobs and pay inflation in 21-22 caused by Trump. The recession in 23 will be caused because of Biden and Powell raising rates. Stock market is down now because it's uh, forward-looking. Uh, and in 2023, they see a recession. The market usually goes up before the recession is over. That's the truth. Thanks, Gary. Uh, well, Gary, it, it, Trump did add to it, and I've said that. But uh, Biden added to it mightily. Um, you know, it, as an equal opportunity annoyer, I have to tell you, uh, Biden sending out all that extra cash, compounding all of the money that came out before, made things even worse. Yeah, but he did pass the Inflation Reduction Act, which yes, uh, you know, what a job that's done. Down. Huh? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, Lonnie, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you, Gary. What's What's on your mind? My 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 wife today, my boss, my buns is that we don't get to have Gary on our our radios over here in uh, St. Clair County for um, three hours a day. We only get you two hours. How can we get you three? Uh, talk to management. Call them up and say we'd like to have all three. But you we know sure what you would. can do. Do you have access to a computer? I don't. Smartphones. I do. All right. Get on your smartphone, go to GaryNolan.com, and you can listen. Okay. You all can right. listen to all three. But it would sure be nice if we could get you on the radio. Your, 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 your talk base and your, your guests are just very interesting. 
Thank you, Lonnie. I really appreciate that. That's very kind of you to say. Well, it's the truth. All right. Thank you, you, thank you very much. Okay, and Merry one. Christmas. You Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. You realize we, I haven't said that this year? I don't think I've said that to very many people. And it's it's that time. Have you, have you listened to any Christmas music, Brian? I have started uh, planning some bumps for this year. And, uh, you know, we just haven't played any yet. Oh, well, looky here. One's playing now. <laughs> uh, that, that's a... Uh... That's uh, Feliz Navidad. It just happened to come up in rotation, but... I see. We do have uh, Christmas music programming coming up very soon. Yeah, but I I mean, I literally haven't heard any of the... And I love the classics. It's funny, you know, I've been listening to the classics for my entire life. I never get tired of them. Maybe it's because they only come around for one month a year. It could be, yeah. I don't know. Uh, What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, man. Oh, man, I never heard of that one. No, it's a good one, yeah. All right, well, it was, oh, check. man. <laughs> Take a look at my line. Never mind. Laura is on the line in Springfield, Missouri. Laura, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm just getting older and fatter. <laughs> well, join the club. <laughs> um, what frosts my buns, and it has for years, regardless of who the president is, it seems this government has... Millions, billions, even trillions of dollars in in money and goods to send to other countries that could care less about us when our own fellow American citizens are on the street. Yeah. That's not right. Tell me, Laura, what part of the Constitution gives the president the authority to take money out of your pocket and send it to any other country? I have no idea. I have a copy of it, but I haven't studied it. You probably won't find it either. Yeah, okay. They don't have that authority. Well, it's our money, and why can't we take care of our own citizens instead of people in other countries? (laughs) Because they don't follow the Constitution. There is nothing in the Constitution that gives the federal government the authority to take money, seize your earnings... And then turn around and give it to somebody else or to borrow money in your name to give to somebody else. Well, this has been bugging the tar out of me for decades. Uh, I just go downtown and see these poor people that don't have food to eat or a place to sleep. and, and yeah. yet- Well, the free market could provide for that and private charity could as well. The government doesn't have the authority to do that either. Laura, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. This is the Gary Nolan Show.